welcome to Enterprising, a podcast from Enterprise Bank & Trust that's empowering business leaders, one conversation at a time. We'll hear from different business leaders about how they've found success in cultivating their professional networks and keeping them healthy and strong. I'm your host, Alana Mueller, an entrepreneurial executive leader whose primary focus is to connect, inspire, and empower community. We at Enterprise Bank & Trust thank you for tuning in to another episode. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Enterprising Podcast. I'm so glad to have you here today. Today's guest is a true entrepreneur, which is a passion for me. Having received her MBA in entrepreneurship at University of Missouri, Kansas City, following an undergraduate management degree from University of Missouri, Carlonda McKinney is owner and CEO of her own entrepreneurial startup, Botify, a personalized, streamlined way to find what fits when shopping for clothes online. Carlonda, I need you. I'm so happy you're here. I have to tell you, I'm a terrible shopper. So I want to tell you, I'm going to give you the chance to tell all of us about yourself and about Botify. How did you find your way to Botify? Sure. Well, it's such a pleasure to be here, Alana. Thank you for having me. Happy to be here and, and talk about all things Botify. Um, but I actually started Botify as sort of a, a solution to a problem that I had personally. And so I was shopping for clothes online uh, like a year and a half ago, and I do that a lot, right? Where you said you're a bad shopper. I, I too, I really. So I was shopping for clothes online and I had, I wanted to buy a dress. There was, I remember it very vividly. It was a specific dress I wanted to buy and I wasn't sure which size to buy. So I used the Fit Finder tool that was on the website and it told me to buy an eight. And I'm like, well, I haven't been an eight in about a decade, but that's what it recommended. So I'm going to sure, right. Right. But you know, <laughs> they know, they should know. So I, I bought the eight, but also bought a size up, a 10, just, you know, it's in case something went, went wrong. Well, both of them arrived and neither of them fit. And oh. I was super frustrated. And now I had to take them back and do all that junk. But then I started thinking like, okay, what went wrong? Why didn't that work? I answered all the questions right, blah, blah, blah. And so I kind of came to the conclusion that it's because it didn't really matter what size they told me to buy. The problem is I was shopping at a brand that doesn't make clothes that fit my body. And so that is what Botify does. We match online shoppers with the brands that will best fit them because size is not universal. And one size in this brand is a different size in that brand. And like I said before, it doesn't matter what size you buy if the brand doesn't make clothes that are cut stretchy enough for your hips. If you have wide hips or if you have a short torso and longer legs, you have to be very specific about where you shop. And we help people make smarter choices about what they're buying. Uh, I just, I love that. And I love that there's sort of an interactive component that, and you're you're really satisfying a need that I, I think genuinely Everybody has this this trouble. Um, I do most of my shopping online, and you're right; it is so frustrating and a little bit dispiriting to receive something in the mail and it it doesn't fit. And you know, and just the the whole return process. Oh, I mean, what a pain! So I applaud you, and I am so excited to dig into who are the people around you that made this happen. So so l- let me start by asking you this. H- how do you manage your own network, whether it's for Botify, and I know you're involved in so many other things, mm-hmm. uh, but, but talk a little bit about how you manage your own network, how you've essentially established, grown, and, and cultivated that. 
Sure. So I'll start with the latter part of your question. So how I sort of established the network I have is really, I mean, there's the the traditional route of networking events, right? Um, But I feel like those, so many people go to those and, and they actively network, but then that's where it stops. And so what I started actively doing at those events were if I told someone, yeah, we should, we should get coffee. We should follow up. We should do whatever. I would do that. <laughs> I would, you know, send an email a couple of days later or the next day. Hey, this is Carlanda. We met at such and such. It was such a pleasure to meet you. I would love to continue our conversation. And that's always, you know, it's not asking for anything and it's just letting someone know that, Hey, like, I like meeting you. I think we should talk and see if we have some commonality, we can work together towards something. And then usually folks are responsive. I've also been responsive to those types of follow-up emails with LinkedIn. It's really easy because you can attach that to the LinkedIn request. You can say, Hey, what's your email address? I would love to get something on the calendar, you know, while it's fresh. Yeah. And subsequent to that, you know, when you do meet people and follow up with them, you know, think, be gracious for their time (laughs) being on time. Yes. Appointments that you make with people as as you follow up goes a long way, I've found. (laughs) So it's just, I mean, it's respectful and professional. And I mean, all the things we were taught to do. (laughs) Right. All the things we were taught to do. And, you know, (laughs) things happen, right? Things happen. But I also started changing my language. If I was running late, Instead of saying, I'm so sorry, I'm late, I would say, thank you so much for being patient because yeah. it's it's gracious. Like you're still sitting here waiting for me. So thank you so much for yeah. being flexible and being patient with me, you know? So, yeah. No, I get that. I think that's great. You, you said something that I, I want to kind of hone in on because I think it's super important and so few people do it. But you said that when you reach out, when so let's say you meet somebody at a networking event you reach out on LinkedIn to connect, and then you say, "And I'd love to get together." So, so you do a couple things. One, you follow up, <laughs> which is, you know, what I think is as basic as that sounds. So few people have the capacity for follow up, and the fact that you do it, I think, is essential. The other thing that you talked about is suggesting a time to meet or a date and time to meet, a location to meet. I, I think that that is just sort of like that's true master networking, and the fact that you do that, and so not only are you saying, uh, it's great to connect with you, but I'd love to have out coffee next Thursday at the local coffee shop. That that's significant. And when you talk about sort of the specificity of it, you're, you're making it easy for the, your contact to actually reply. And I think that that's really brilliant. I suspect you've had a lot of luck doing that. Yes. I, you know, as a, as a founder, I sort of, am always thinking of ways to make the yes easy. Yeah. And one of the biggest ways <laughs> is to do the pre-work so that someone doesn't have to do that mental work or it's like, oh, if you when can you meet? Now I have to go, you know, look yes. right <laughs> versus if you say, hey, can you meet this day or this day? Yeah. And then I can say yay or nay, but I'm already kind of primed like, okay, they want to meet on Friday. No, I can't meet at that time, but are they free at this time? And Absolutely. So it kind of <laughs> works the, the the same way. And it's almost shooting your shot in some cases. Like Yeah. <laughs> you know, yes. Like take, take your best shot. That's exactly right. Well, and I mean, I love the comment, uh, make it easy to say yes. Make it easy to say yes. Because one of my least favorite 
messages to receive is let me know when you're free. I, I mean, I'd like to know who of our listeners has any time that they're actually free. I'm guessing most people would say, I'm not. <laughs> so the fact that you do make it easy, that you allow people sort of the courtesy to say, I know you're a busy person. Let me let me offer you a few times, dates, locations. I, I think that that is just so essential. So thank you for that. That's sure. great, great advice. Great way is to ask for a calendar link. I've also said, oh, yeah. hey, I would love to schedule some time with you. Do you have a calendar link that mm-hmm. I can use? Are you using one yourself? Do you use a calendar link? I tried and it, it, it I didn't do it right. So I yeah. ended up scheduling meetings over things, but I'm going to start very soon. Using yeah. Again. But yeah, it's, it's a great tool. <laughs> the calendar yeah. links are a great tool. Well, and especially, you know, I've seen people who have used those calendar link tools like Calendly or, you know, some of the others and, and the people who do it well, not only do they give a variety of dates, time and times, but they will, if they're in a large city, for example, they will offer different locations with around the city so that not, it's not just um, a time and date situation that I'm contending with, but it's sort of geographic convenience. Mm-hmm. And I really love that. So, and time um, so the amount. Of yes, exactly. Yeah. That's exactly right. So, and you know, and it's certainly virtual is an option now. So mm-hmm. I, I think that that makes a lot of sense. So, so thank you. Talk a little bit about ways that you've been able to make your connections mutually beneficial. So how do you give back? How do you show mutual appreciation? You, you talked about graciousness, which I think is really important. What are some other things that you've done to sort of foster a, a mutual benefit? At the end of every meeting that I have with someone, I ask, is there, how can I provide value? Is there something that I can be helping you with? Because right now as, as a founder and a good chunk of my network, they are further along than I am in a lot of ways. And so they're either mentors or advisors or something in that capacity. And I never want it to just be like me, me taking, you know, me getting, and you'd be surprised how many ways that someone you think is further along than you can get assistance in some way from you. And, you know, and so I always ask, you know, thank you so much for taking the time to meet with me. How can I add value? Is there anything I can do for you? You know, and a lot of times the answer is no, it's that you're good. Thank you. But sometimes it's, well, actually, you Mm -hmm. know, XYZ thing. And then I, you know, then I feel good because there's some actual reciprocity here. If there is nothing, another way is to show action on what was discussed. Mm -hmm. So if I ask someone to sit down and meet with me and we discuss certain things, I will let them know what happened based on what we talked about. So for example, I was interviewing um, some interns and I had asked an advisor of mine, you know, what are, I've not done this before. How can, you know, what, what can happen? How can, what are some good questions, et cetera, et cetera. And then after the interview, I shot this advisor quick email. Say, Hey, it went really great. Thank you for the questions. Here's what happened. We're going to move forward just so that she knows. Very good idea. I take her advice. Yeah. Well, and people appreciate that, you know, it makes them, it's kind of like this virtual cycle where 
you know, it makes them feel good. They just like you were describing, you want to feel like you've added value. So does other, so do other people. So that's a, a really nice way to kind of close the loop on that. Great idea. Great idea. Carlanda, I know that in addition to your work at Botify, you're deeply involved in several nonprofit organizations, uh, some of which I know are Goodwill, Gilded's Club, Community Housing of Wyandotte County, the Owen Cox Dance Group, etc. Can you talk a little bit about how your community involvement has helped you cultivate meaningful relationships and what that's meant for you? Sure. For me, I look at it as balance and not so much in an necessarily an altruistic way, but it is important, you know, the, the goal of startup, the culture of startup is to make money. That that's what you do. Like we all have the underlying goal of changing the world and changing how people do commerce. And I'm trying to change the way people shop, but the, the goal is to make money. That is, Mm -hmm. that is why people start startups. Being involved in nonprofit serves a need for me in another way. Mm-hmm. It allows me to really dig in and and do things and not necessarily worry about the profitability of it. And doing that and being in those rooms and in the same orbit with people who are like-minded in that way has been super meaningful because then they, we see in each other sort of the desire to do something deeper. And that builds a really deep connection because there's there's a little bit more meat there. I think that makes a lot of sense. And I and I love that, you know, you're you're kind of filling your bucket is what you're describing. It's that, you know, not only not only are you kind of serving the organization, but it's helping you to meet a need that you have within your own life in addition to your your work life, the the things that are important to you professionally, but you're also addressing kind of that community need that, and, and, and it feels good. It feels good. There's a sense of, of belonging that um, you may not get in a professional capacity and, and it's kind of a give back. So I think that's really nice. Really nice. It does. Um, and there's also a component of like with Botify, the platform will touch a lot of people I'll never meet, but yeah. with Goodwill and with CHWC or community housing, I get to directly see the impact of the work that I do. Yeah. And it, it's different. Very special. Yeah, that's really special. Really special. Um, talk a little bit. You were talking about actually touching touching people and, and being directly involved with specific individuals. Can you talk about a, a relationship that you've had or an interaction you've had with one person uh, that resulted kind of in a breakthrough for you, either personally or professionally? Yes. So recently I participated in a business accelerator called Fourth Wave. And it is centered around women founders. Mm-hmm. And one of my mentors through that program, her name was, is, is Goalie. And we were kind of having this conversation. I was really frustrated about something that was going on in my startup. And she made the comment of just set your intention and, you know, don't worry about the things that are not for you. If what I was frustrated about was an investor that had kind of bowed out. Right. And Mm -hmm. I was really kind of down about it. And she goes, but is your intention to have aligned investors or is your intention to have any investor? And I'm like, well, smart, very smart (laughs) to have aligned investors. And that conversation, we went deeper into what is your intention and what Mm -hmm. are you trying to attract and what are you trying to bring? And I started approaching every interaction, every conversation with 
my intention is to have people who are going to support me, who are aligned with my vision, who I will not feel the X, Y, and Z way. I won't feel belittled. I won't feel this or that. And when I just sort of set that as the intention, I, I feel less distraught about things that don't go my way, quote unquote. Yeah. Because okay, that wasn't for me. That wasn't my, you know, what? that's not my Amazing, line. amazing advice. I mean, gosh, I mean, I often ask people if they're in sales and the truth is I think we're all in sales. We're all trying to influence people every single day. And, and yet, you know, I think we all know sales professionals who try to sell us things we don't need. And it's frustrating both for them and for us. And yet when, when we are offered products and services that we actually need, it's sort of a magical moment, kind of like what Botify does and not to come all the way back to the company, but I'm telling you, I need you. I need you. But, but <laughs> what's so, uh, what's so interesting about it is the advice that your mentor gave you. I, I'm sure that it's sort of I'm sure you were still sort of emotional about it, but I bet it just sort of, it sort of centered you and, and kind of set you straight, not just for that day, but going forward that of course you want aligned investors. You want people who are supportive. You want people who are going to continue to champion your efforts. Not, not the other way around. Exactly. Right. Exactly. Yeah. It, it, it almost changes your perspective specifically in fundraising as a founder from yeah. chasing money to just letting it come. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the people who are supposed to find you will. And the interactions you're supposed to have will happen. And you don't have to stress about it. You don't have to force it. The everything that is aligned will find its way to you. That's right. Be ready for it. Be ready. Believe in the process. I think that's so great. Well, so so let's talk a little bit more about that. I, I want to talk specifically about how networking has impacted your business. And specifically, I'm interested in knowing how cultivating professional relationships enabled you to start and grow Botify. Yes. So networking has impacted Botify in a very positive way because so many pivotal people and opportunities and things have happened from a connection, mm-hmm. from someone saying, I think you would be good for this program. I think you should meet this person. I think you should talk to that person. And it's, you know, again, closing the loop on those things like, yes, I would love to talk to this person, making it easy. Here's affordable email. Please send it so that you can prime yeah. this person that you want me to meet. And then it's it's just easy and it flows. For the fourth wave cohort that the accelerator that I had just mentioned where I met Goli, I got the information about that from like a third degree connection who I had met at, you know, a group coffee. And she shot off a message and said, Hey, I think you should apply to this. It seems like a good fit. And from that cohort, my network expanded even exponentially just from being in that cohort and beyond just regionally. So it's almost like a tree. Like that's amazing. Everything connects to something else, which connects to more people. And yeah, when you're genuine, people want to help you. I want to help other people. And I have found that a lot of people want to help me. 
So it, it, it works. It, um, yeah. I don't know if that answered your question exactly. No, it absolutely did. It absolutely did. And I mean, it's, I mean, it's not just paying it forward, but it's establishing meaningful, authentic relationships. It's being uh, authentic yourself and, and offering to help, offering to participate. And, and that makes a difference. It makes a huge difference. So I think that's great. I think that's great. Um, what advice would you share with someone who wants to grow or cultivate their professional network? I would say be open. I would say be deliberate. Mm-hmm. So not some people hear when they say, okay, be deliberate about your networking, then that means be opportunistic, but it doesn't. It just means, you know, okay, I want to meet X amount of people in this field because this is where I, whatever it's want to play, it, right? This is where I need my network to strengthen. And then look for opportunities to meet those people. You, It's very difficult to meet people when you don't leave your house. Um, well, and, and you're, you mean you're talking about intentionality. It's not, exactly. I mean, I, I understand what kind of the critics are saying and, and what you're describing as some of the naysayers, but what you're describing is being intentional about your networking. Exactly. And uh, have some purpose. I don't mean with like a, an expectation of remuneration of, or some kind of payment, but just... Um, Think about like that value exchange. What can you offer to those people, right? Exactly. So, so I, I think that actually makes a lot of sense. And and I'm sure that especially with Botify, I mean, I don't know what in, what industries, and I'd be curious for you to share with us what industries you targeted as you were figuring out kind of next steps for your company. So I targeted the tech sector specifically mm-hmm. around machine learning, computer vision, artificial intelligence, because those are all parts of the platform. Right. I also targeted people who are in apparel because mm-hmm. the clothing fit is is a big deal about how we're writing our, our algorithms. The way things mm-hmm. fit matters. I also looked at um, or wanted to meet people who are on the retail side to find out how they thought about software. Mm-hmm. And I'll give you an example. I spoke with someone before I got Botify off the ground, but it was a contact that I had at Levi. Levi jeans and they made the comment of, well, if you can give metrics, then it's going to be an easy sell. It helps get the yes, like take away any potential no's or any potential comeback laters by already having, you know, X amount of things ready or finding out, well, this is what you think the problem is, but here's what the problem really is. Yeah. You know, so when you talk to people in the sectors that you're targeting, those are things that you find out, especially it's so important as a founder to do continuous customer discovery. Right. Even people who aren't necessarily going to be your end users can be part of your customer discovery because they might be in the chain somewhere. And that's where your network is important. Yeah. I love that. I love that. Well, as we come to a close, I want to ask you just kind of a fun question. And that is, if you could meet with one person, any it could be anybody, living, not living, fictional, non-fictional, who would it be and why? Oh, man. Oh, any one person. That's Michelle Obama. That, yeah. Oh, good choice. <laughs> yes. I, you know, I just listen, finished listening to her book. And I was like, I just want to talk to her. I just love her perspective. And she has been on all sides of life. I feel. Yes, she has. 
Well, and she's just, she's so real. So what a good choice. What a really good choice. I, I love that. So, uh, you yeah, know, with Spotify, with Spotify, you might get that, that opportunity. I hope so. I can do it. She's a fashionista. I think she'd be she, a great spokesperson. She is. She and she would. I'm, I am going to put that on my intention board. I would like for you to do that. And and if you and if you get her, remember the little people. A hundred percent. Well, it has been so much fun talking with you, Carlanda. I, I just I really admire you. I admire what you're doing. And and I I just think, you know, the way that you're going about creating um, a startup that really has the end user in mind is just really, really special. Tell our, our listeners where they can go to learn more about Botify. Sure. So there's a, there's a few places. Our website is www.bodify.io. And you can go on there and just find out a little bit about what we're building. But the biggest thing is to join our wait list. We will be launching early next year and we're going to be doing some beta testing. And part of being um, one of our beta testers is you'll get a free pair of jeans. And we you can only be part of the beta test if you're on our wait list. So botify.io backslash shopper, go ahead and join. Promise not to spam you. We will only contact you when really cool things are happening. Um, but that's one place. Another place is on LinkedIn. You can, same thing, botify.io on LinkedIn and um, follow us on Twitter. We perfect. Yeah, we would love to keep you updated on all the things Spotify. Well, Carlanda McKinney, so wonderful to have you on Enterprising Podcast. I look forward to following you, being part of the Spotify community, and, and I hope to talking with you again soon. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. It's been a pleasure. Thanks for joining us this week on Enterprising. Be sure to visit our website, enterprisebank.com slash podcast to subscribe so you'll never miss an episode. If you found value in today's program, please consider leaving a review on Apple Podcasts or telling a friend about us. Enterprising, powering business leaders, one conversation at a time. The views expressed by enterprising presenters or guests are those of the presenter or guest and not necessarily of Enterprise Bank and Trust or its affiliates. All content of this podcast and any related materials are for informational purposes only. Enterprise Bank and Trust does not make any warranty, express or implied, including warranties of merchantability and fitness for a particular purpose, and specifically disclaims any legal liability or responsibility for the accuracy, completeness, or usefulness of any information presented. Enterprise Bank and Trust is not under any obligation to update or correct any information provided in this podcast. All statements and opinions are subject to change without notice.